Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You guys, today's guest needs no introduction. If you're a fan of the Connect, you've heard us mention him countless times over this past year. Luis Chaparro, the number one narco journalist in the world is here on our show to give us the inside scoop on everything that's going on right now in the world of cartels and drugs, including Mexico, the war zones, and the new hot spots that are going on, especially in the Northeast and in the South, Chiapas. The dangerous part of Chiapas is that you have guerrillas like the ZLN. Also, you have the first and only indigenous cartel, and they are being supported by what was left of Los Zetas. So they're fighting against the Mexican military, the LZLN, the Cartel Jalisco, and El Mayo Zambada's faction of the Sinaloa cartel. He talks about the splintering of the Sinaloa cartel. Are the Mayitos going to take over Culiacan from the Chapitos after Ovidio, El Chapo's son, was arrested? And what is his fate going to be? I think the Chapitos now are trying to set up El Mayo and they want to use me to frame El Mayo. He talks about the collusion of the Mexican government with mining companies to try to move indigenous people off their land and how they're using the cartel to do that. This is one of the most wealthiest areas in Latin America in terms of natural resources. Again, these criminal organizations don't work independently from the state. These guys are used as a tool to get rid of population so they can sell their land or abandon their land. And then they're going to show up and explode that land. He talks about how the Mexican cartels are moving fentanyl production from Mexico to Colombia. Sinaloa is moving its kitchens to Colombia, to Bogota. You guys, that is huge news. He talks about how the cartels are also dominating cocaine production in Ecuador and southern Colombia and causing chaos and proxy wars in those regions. Europe is now the new market. Now the Mexicans want to control South America. And that's the heavy fighting there. Who's going to control Ecuador? Who's going to control the new route to Europe? So Europe's going to be Mexico all over again. He's also talking about how the political corruption, the elite of Mexico, are relocating to Spain and setting up shop with Mexican drug lords over there. The whole cartel of Sinaloa, and suspiciously enough, all of the former presidents of Mexico are now exiled in Spain. They are out putting money into Spain. You guys, you cannot find this information out anywhere else. You can also hear him talk about more inside stuff, including threats to his life by the cartel when you go over to patreon.com slash the connect show to get the bonus interview with him. I was not close to the border when I was traveling. I was like high up north. I was walking with my family, whatever. And I put my my hands because uh, I had a lot of like tickets and trash in my on my, on my pockets. And then I saw a bullet. And they made sure that that bullet was a, a Mexican brand. They want to send a message like, well, we, we can get to you no matter where you are. This is Luis Chaparro. We have him on this show today. Let's get into it. You are watching The Connect with Johnny Mitchell. It's going to be a 
mess, man. This is this is about to explode in Mexico. Like we are at the verge of a civil war. That's when I see lights behind me start to flash, and I didn't even think. I just hit it. I was driving like my life depended on. It. And then I parked the car, hopped out, closed the door, and I started running. And he pulls out a burner shank, like six inches. And then he passes it to me, and he goes, "Here, that's yours. Don't ever leave the cell block without this." He was the reason I made it out of that place alive. Luis Chaparro, uh, the one and only, back in the studio. Good to see you, my man. Good to see you too, man. Do you know what I was thinking about? We've literally brought you up more than any person on the Connect. I we reference you almost every episode, especially <laughs> on the Patreon. Our Patreon is exclusively reading your articles and then trying to dissect them. I don't know if that's a good thing, you know? <laughs> well, we were laughing the other day because on the Patreon we were talking about, we were reading about a woman who got killed in Juarez and the clickbait is woman visits Juarez to go to rehab, gets put in a blender. Yeah. That's Vice News. Did you yeah. make that title up or does yeah, Vice no. do that? I mean, it's it's a mix. I mean, I throw I throw in like three different options and then we kind of like <laughs> workshop it. And that was the that was the final. <laughs> so, I'm like, dude, Vice News, just that's shameless vice. clickbait. That's, dude. that's Vice, man. Shameless I mean, clickbait. That's been the Vice business forever. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's, that's, that's literally their business. That's and everybody's business, you know, like it's everybody's business. It's everybody's business. They took it. Andrew Schultz in the comedy space ran with it. And now we're trying to like do a, a blend of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. well, it's good to see you, man. Same here, man. Lots changed. Last time we met was in. It's been six months. Well, no, no. We met in Culiacan, in Culiacan. a month and a half before Ovidio got taken down. Yeah. So let's just start with that. What is going on with Ovidio Guzman right now? Are they going to extradite him to the U.S.? Explain. I mean, it's hard to say. Ovidio is still trying to get out of prison by putting these very, by lawyering him up, you know, like, yeah. but in a very shitty way. Because the last thing he said to a judge was that he was Ovidio Guzman, but that he is not the son of El Chapo. And he's not the same guy the U.S. is looking for or going after. And that he doesn't know anyone involved in the Sinaloa cartel. And he doesn't even know um, El Chapo Guzman. Wow. So that's the defense he's going with. That's the defense Complete he wants, deniability. Yeah. I'm not related to these guys at all. I'm Ovidio, but not the Ovidio you guys are looking for. You know, they're just kind of, it's, it's, of course, it's a liar thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's a, yeah, it's a trick. Now, is that possible in Mexico because A, Chapo had so many kids uh, and B, Mexico, I don't know, I guess you could be born and they just lose the record of who you are. Is that, could that actually hold up? I, I don't think so. Like, first of all, you have DNA tests that could easily break that strategy yeah. up. I think that's, that was kind of like one of his last resorts. Okay. Know? What I'm pretty sure is that they're setting up a, um, a, they're going, they're going after the Mexican government for breaking in that house with kids inside and killing people. Yeah. These are bringing a lot of young guys and shit. Right. So I think that that's, that's going to be like the last, last resort by video. Right. But I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think it's going to stay in jail until uh -huh. the next president comes in. Let's see who that's going to be. And then I think that's where we're going to see some change. Either he's going to get free in Mexico or be extradited to the U S wow. So why, why is the president right now not wanting to touch it? Cause I think it's leverage for him. Uh, remember Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, Mexico's current president. He, uh, he's very nationalistic. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to play, you know, like the backyard of the U S or whatever. So I think what he was, he trying to do is to have Ovidio and my guy behind me, Caro mm -hmm. Quintero right. as, as leverage. 
Because right. the U.S. really wants those two guys. He wants one of the Chapitos, and he wants Caro Quintero for killing former DA agent mm -hmm. Kike Camarena. And AMLO has both. So he uses them to negotiate, you know, to, to say like, okay, you, you do that, and I'll send these guys up to you. Right. So it, it, why did they raid? Why did they choose to raid Culiacan to snatch Ovidio when they did? I think it has to deal with the personality of Ovidio. He was too much like his dad, like a chap. It was like overstepping it. Mm -hmm. The complaints, you know, at the end, the government and the cartels work together mm -hmm. and they want to put like, like what we heard when we were down in Culiacan, right? Everybody was saying, it was like, yeah, you can work, but you need to put a facade. Don't, don't overstep it, you mm -hmm. know? You can sell weed, you can do whatever shit, but just don't overstep it. Did the uh, Joe Biden visiting that same week have anything to do with them choosing to raid and get headlines? Was I don't think so, because that operation had been canceled like at least three times before. Like right, right at the verge of launching against a video, they were already there. They were already in position and shit. Mm -hmm. And last minute, they were like, no, no, let's cancel this shit because it's too dangerous or something. Did Mayo have something to do with it? I think the other way around. I, I don't think Mayo has to do with, you know, like they getting after the Chapitos. I think the Chapitos now are trying to set up a Mayo. And, and, and funny thing to say, probably, oh, fuck, I'll just throw it in. They, they, just, they want to use me to... You know, to frame El Mayo. You. Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been, they've been fitting me so many shit. Guys, I need to take a minute to thank our awesome new sponsor for today's show, Freeze Pipes. Guys, smoking cannabis doesn't have to hurt. Upgrade to a freeze pipe today to experience bigger and smoother clouds without the throat burn, chest pain, or coughing attacks. Freeze Pipe makes a unique line of freezable pipes, bubblers, bongs, and dab rigs that cool smoke by over 300 degrees. The secret is freezable glycerin chambers that come on every piece. Pop one of these chambers in the freezer for one hour, and as smoke passes through it, it's instantly chilled for a pain-free and refreshing experience. You may have tried putting ice in your bong before. Of course you have. We've all been teenagers. But chilling every centimeter of smoke through an icy glycerin chamber will improve how you light up forever. You guys, I quit smoking for a while. I'm not going to lie because I hated smoking blunts and joints and I couldn't find a piece, a piece of glass that had that smooth hit. I'm an old man. I have small, weak, raisin lungs, but then I found freeze pipe. You guys, I'm telling you, this has made me a pothead again, okay? Get your freeze pipe today. Shop pipes, bubblers, bongs, dab rigs, and more at thefreezepipe.com and use code CONNECT for 10% off your entire order. That's thefreezepipe.com and use promo code CONNECT for 10% off anything on their website. Order today and domestic shipping is always free. All right, let's get back into the episode. Okay, so explain this because uh, it was about a month ago now that it came out uh, letters that uh, Ovidio had written to the government basically saying, we are not the ones you want. Yeah. The ones, we do not sell fentanyl. We know many people who do. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look in Culiacan, you will find he has a name. Yeah. And, and basically what they're saying is, go look, you'll find him. It's Mayo. Yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, again, it makes sense. I mean- don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying Mayo is not involved in this shit. Most of the things they've been seizing, it's been seized in the side of town or in the side of the state controlled by El Mayo Zambada. Right. So he's putting out some weight, you know, like he's, he's 
definitely trafficking a lot of fucking fentanyl. Uh-huh. Even though his people and himself wants to say they're not, they are. El Mayo has a really strong strategy that has kept him on top. Like if a drug trafficker lasts for 15 years, that's a miracle. El Mayo has been out there being the boss like for fucking 50 years or so. For like that's that's impossible if you're not strong on a strategy. When I talk a strategy, it's like working with the governments, Mexico, US, who know who the shit know who who else, mm-hmm. right? Now El Mayo has has this strategy. He literally snitches against even his own sons. And he gives them freedom to go to do, go and do the same. If, the, if his kids go and get captured in the US, all of his kids, all of them, all of them, from different families or whatever, all of them have been captured and are free now in the US. Mm-hmm. El Mayito Gordo, the uh, latest was released, is in San Diego. I just recently got a photo. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see a, a photo of that guy walking on SeaWorld with his girlfriend. <laughs> Not worried, unbothered, not worried he's going to get killed. Like, yeah, no, no, no. And because uh, he's free because he mm. snitched again his own dad, like all of his sons. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's, they're authorized. If you yeah. get locked up, just give him my name. Just give my name and I'll give your name and we'll give everybody's name yeah. and I'll keep putting out. I mean, El Mayo, when the U.S. started like pushing Mexico to go after fentanyl producers because of what's happening in the U.S., he even turns him, he turned himself a lot, a lot of his own people. You know, he's uh, his uh, accountant, the son of his accountant, one of his right-hand men, Lupe Tapia, putting up some really heavy weight for, mm. for El Mayo. Um, but he's been doing that for, for a while, man. There used to be a family called the Torres Felix. And probably those of you guys who, who are kind of like knowledgeable about this shit, you know what I'm talking about. They, El Ondeado and his family, back in the 2000-something, they were literally uh, El Mayo's right hand. They were taking care of him, of his security, of his operations, of everything. Mm-hmm. When she hit the fan in Culiacan back then, he didn't talk to, to the authorities for the sake of his own safety. Mm-hmm. He turned everybody in and yeah, everybody was happy. But the family of the Torres Felix, the Torres Felix family even put some narco banners in Sinaloa mm-hmm. accusing El Mayo of mm-hmm. putting up or setting up his own people. So now you have the Chapitos essentially turning around and trying to do the same thing. Yeah, well, But when, it's a little late though, right? Like yeah, yeah, they no, already have their snitch in I, Maya. Why do they need information from Ovidio? Yeah, I mean, what, 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 what is happening is that the U.S. pushed Mexico to go after fentanyl producers. Mm-hmm. Fentanyl producers is El Mayo, Los Chapitos, and a lot of other different families that we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a lot of those families were around us when we were having these delicious uh, seafood in, in Culiacán. Right. Families that are super wealthy, super powerful, but you've never heard of them. All of those guys are putting some fentanyl into the mix, right? Uh, now, El Mayo was clever enough to say like, yeah, I'm going to turn in my own kitchens, big kitchens, if we're cool with that. And I'll say these are chapitos just for the sake of my own safety, you know? And he started doing that. He started like pushing huge uh, warehouses that were not even fentanyl cooks. They were meth cooks. And you can see by the machinery they had. Uh-huh. If you kind of know enough how this shit is produced, yeah. you know that most of these huge millionaire fentanyl kitchens mm-hmm. are methamphetamine kitchens. They're not fentanyl kitchens. Interesting. So the Mexican government puts out these, these uh, pressers saying like, well, we found this huge, the biggest in the Mexican history mm-hmm. fentanyl kitchen. Mm-hmm. And 
they alleged it was by Los Chapitos, but right. it was El Mayos. Wow. So, because I remember seeing that. Yeah. Uh, I remember the, the news article that came out around the same time. They yeah. said, you know, they showed this huge, yeah. huge fentanyl yeah. lab, and yeah. it's, it's like hundreds of thousands of pills, maybe millions of pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they, they're like Ovidio, the yeah. Guzman, it's, they're all over the headline. Yeah. You're saying that was Mayo. That was Mayo. That was Mayo, absolutely Mayo, man. Yeah. And then, like, also, like, they captured Lupe Tapia, heavy waiter for, for El Mayo. They captured this accountant in Sonora. Mm -hmm. They captured his son. And he's, it's El Mayo putting all these people up, you know? So what is happening then? What, what evidence do they have, does the government have officially on Ovidio? You know, the, the Flores twins had that wiretap with Chapo mm -hmm. for 40 kilos of heroin uh, that was like the main yeah. piece of evidence the government, the U.S. government used to put a case on. What physical evidence do they have on Ovidio for drug trafficking? That's official. Yeah, well, remember how justice works in both of our countries. Like they can have all the evidence they want. It's it's just the the, the how they're gonna frame it, right? Because mm -hmm. they're gonna get a lot of shit from El Mayo and from other families, and they're just gonna say like this is Ovidio, even if it if it isn't. I know Ovidio and the Chapitos have been putting out fentanyl as well, but probably not the quantities they're gonna say. He, he has, he's just trying to convince a lot of other players to say like, Hey, well, put in some, some, some quantities, put in some numbers, some figures, some money, some, some labs. So we can have a strong case again of video because that's how justice works. Mm -hmm. Justice doesn't investigate for the sake of bringing people mm -hmm. to justice. The law, what, what it does is it's, fra it frames, you know, like mm -hmm. stuff, it frames their reality. Yeah to put up a case against someone because because of political reasons mm -hmm. or for because of like security reasons, whatever. There was an article uh, that came out at this very same time. Uh, it was the drugs are of the US or, you know, the head, a top, top DEA official. They said that Ovidio and the Chapitos are arguably more powerful and ruthless than their father. Is there any truth to that? I don't think so, man. Like even El Chapo, man, El Chapo, again, I, I don't think he's, he was even that powerful. He had his fucking face. He has a, he had an ego problem. Mm -hmm. You know, he wanted the attention. He mm -hmm. wanted to make a fucking movie with Gay del Castillo and Sean Penn, man. Like mm -hmm. he was delusional. Mm -hmm. His sons are as delusional as him. You know, they, oh. they really think they hold power. They got into a somewhat fight against El Mayo since a while back. Mm -hmm. But Almayo is not a fighter. He's never going to go to war with, with someone. You know, what he does, he is a negotiator. And he's kind of like a smart people. That's I, probably that's why he's been out there also for like a lot of fucking years. What, he, what the Chapitas did, uh, well, and then this is like kind of like, uh, yeah, kind of like a big story, you know, like large story. But uh, basically what happened is when they arrested El Chapo, El Chapo handed over the power to Damaso Lopez, the guy who was chief of the prison where he escaped the first time. He was the chief of the whole, the Mexican security prison in Mexico, right? And he put him out in a, in a fucking laundry cart. And of course, the authorities went after Damaso. They were yeah. like, oh, we need to arrest this guy. He was yeah. the fucking director of this place. Yeah. And El Chapo offered him a, a high ranking position. So he became one of the top guys inside the Sinaloa cartel. That's incredible. So, so the guy who was running the prison yeah. that helped Chapo escape from, what was that Altiplano? Altiplano, yeah. Uh, he then became a top guy yeah. in the cartel. Yeah, exactly. And then when El Chapo got arrested in 2000 and extradited in 2017, mm -hmm. 
he left everything, the, the whole operation of the cartel of his faction, to Damaso, right? And his mm. son, Damaso Lopez Jr. Okay. El mini leak. Yeah. Because he didn't want his sons to, to have some heat, right? right? He left all the money, all the houses, properties, everything to his sons and his wife, Emma Coronel, but left the, the business to Damaso. Los Chapitos didn't respect that. They, they, thought, they, said, they said, like, fuck you, dad. Like, no, he's not going to keep the business. We're going to keep the business. And he was like, D you dumb fucks. Do you don't understand what's happening? Like, you're going to bring some heat to you mm -hmm. because of my name. So mm -hmm. just stop it. Be free. You have more than enough money mm -hmm. and have this guy run the business. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to do that. So they started. And I'm talking, this guy became uh, Los Chapitos' uh, godfather. They were family. They, they, they grew together as family. He was padrino of Los Chapitos. El Chapo was the godfather of Damaso Jr., They were family, man. They grew up together. Um, but then they started fighting, like heavy fighting in, in Culiacán. These two families, the Damasos and Los Chapitos, over the power of the Sinaloa cartel. Mm -hmm. I think Damaso wanted to make a point and say, like, dude, I was appointed by your dad, the head of this fucking faction of the organization. El Mayo was like, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's right. If, he, if that's the way he wanted, let, let's, let's keep it that way. But then Los Chapitos was like, Mayo, fuck you. We're going to take over you as mm -hmm. well. So they started charging. Well, first, they basically ran Damaso out of Culiacán, out of Sinaloa. He had to run to Mexico City. Then he got arrested. And then his son, two years later, came to the border of San Diego and turned himself over to the DEA because he was like getting too much heat. Right. He's like, I can't take it. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. I can't take it. So he recently out of prison in free mm -hmm. in the streets of when somebody does that when they when it's it's like when you're in prison you're gang banging and you just go to the cops and say hey take me to protective custody i can't take it do they yeah. when somebody turns himself into the dea do they have to give up info yeah of course yeah okay. this gotcha. dude this dude has has yes okay. he's been giving gotcha. so much info yeah. copy that and and then um yeah then los chapitos kept culiacan mm -hmm. and they were charging everyone every other family operating in culiacan either for warehousing shit or yeah. moving stuff or what, 30% of their businesses. 30%. 30%. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's what they had to pay. They, that's what they have to pay until this day. El Mayo, instead of fighting that place, he had, he had enough man and enough power mm -hmm. to fight these guys, right? But he's not a fighter. So he's like, ah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll pay you the 30%. But then I'm going to take over Tijuana and San Luis Rio Colorado and Mexicali and all these other borders. So when you need to move shit, you're going to pay 30% of what you're moving. Because he owns the plaza. Because he owns the plaza. Where all yeah. the dope moves through to America. Exactly. So it's he's he's essentially like getting it back. Getting it back. He's getting his money back. If and he not pays, more. Of right? course. If not more. Because, <laughs> yeah. So, no, what's happening now in Culiacan, now that Ovidio's locked up and all this heat's coming down on the Chapitos, uh, are, is Mayo trying to take Culiacan back? Does he care? What's happening? I think Culiacán has never had an owner. It's different families working together. Mm -hmm. The guy's really making money. This is something that we need to know. Like when we talk about El Mayo and Chapo and Los Chapitos, we think they have, you know, this infinite amount of money. They yep. don't. They do have good money, but they spend it all like easily mm -hmm. in, the, in the same operations, in the, their flashiness, in their men they need to get protection from and, you know, their sicarios, the, the pickup trucks, whatever. But it costs a lot of money. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. You when, have when you're soldiers war, all over yeah. the city, all over the countryside, yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. You mean, think about how much it costs to run the mil American military. Yes. They're running a, a militia, a military. They're, they're, exactly. They're, they're running an army. And, and when they're at war, 
you know, guns, like you can get an AK-47 for, for, for what, like 50, I mean, 500 bucks here in the US. Yeah. And it costs you three times that in Mexico. Mm -hmm. so, so they need to pay for a lot of these AKs mm -hmm. and a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, bazookas and shit they yeah. have down there, yeah. armor vehicles. So they're making money, but they're spending a lot of money. Mm. The guys really making money is the guys we don't hear from, and it's transport. The guys owning these uh, fire threads, these 18 wheelers, mm -hmm. those guys are banking shit ton of money because mm -hmm. every other guy is paying those guys. They're, they're, they're investors, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, I have an 18 wheeler, empty, and this guy's gonna send up a, I don't know, like uh, 10 kilos. You wanna send another 10, you wanna send another 10. Everybody's like putting money. Mm -hmm. And he only has to spend for a driver, a couple of drivers, mm -hmm. warehouses, and the 18-wheelers. They, well, really okay. And this is, the, this is basically the crux of, I would call it, your unique theory. Yeah. And I challenge it a little bit, probably just because I don't understand it. No, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is just for the sake of intellectual discussion. Mm -hmm. Your contention is that there, the cartels, the Mexican cartels as we know them, don't sell drugs. They're just, they're just militias that extort and protect drug dealers and use their military capabilities to seize drug routes. No, what, what I see That's is essentially all they are. But my question, I guess I would say, why wouldn't, if, if a guy that owns a big truck that transports a bunch of drugs to the border, why wouldn't the Maitos, why wouldn't the Chapitos, why wouldn't the cartels themselves just buy the trucks? Sometimes, sometimes they do. But, you know, when they get, let's say you're, you have another ground operation, right? No one knows about Johnny Mitchell. Mm -hmm. But once someone puts your name out and you start getting knowledgeable and people start recognizing your face, your name, everything, then you're going to get a lot of heat. And every single company you own or someone thinks you own, it's going to get heat by the good guys, by the guy guys. By, the, by, by everyone. So that's why sometimes they, they say like, yeah, like El Mayo, he used to have this uh, mail company called- uh, oh, what company? A milk. Oh, milk company, yeah. okay. And, and he had a lot of 18-wheelers moving milk, right? Sure. From Sinaloa, strangely, to the border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and exporting it to the US. Yeah, a big demand for Mexican yes. milk that we have yeah, in the US. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I can't remember the name of the company, but it was pretty popular out there. There's a lot of like, you know, hats and shit, and there's a branding around the company. Uh, but of course, when he got a lot of heat and his family and the Zambadas were like really known for doing that shit, his company was worth nothing because they then the brand will be very recognizable. Mm -hmm. So that's what they use. Like they outsource to like unknown families, mm -hmm. unknown firefights mm -hmm. and, and shit mm -hmm. to keep moving weight. Right. And, and those are the guys. And, and again, like this is coming from these guys. I, mm -hmm. I do have somewhat uh, periodical communication with, with people working uh, on the drug business. Mm -hmm. And all they do is complain about these guys. They're, they're like, dude, the guy's making money is the fucking transport. We pay a lot of fucking mm. money to those guys. They don't risk shit mm. and we risk everything. Mm -hmm. And we end up like being snitches or going to jail or mm. getting killed. And these guys, they end up probably the worst is going bankrupt and, and keeping some of the money. And, and that's So it. it's just the businessmen that fund these uh, the, the, the middle manning, the transport of the yeah. drugs from the middle of Mexico to the border. Yeah. They're yeah. killing it right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this really quick and then we'll get back to, we'll keep it moving. How do you fit into all this? How are the Chapo, uh, how's Ovidio and the Chapitos using you specifically? What letters are you getting from them? So before the letter, <laughs> I started, I started getting reached by uh, fake IG um, accounts. 
you could tell they were fake because uh, they were like brand new, hot chick on the photo, yeah. you know, and that kind of st that kind of stuff. They were like very insistently sending me messages that they wanted to talk with me. So, so I was like, yeah, what's up? And they told me first, they told me like, hey, dude, we're a group of people who want to put out the good word about what's really happening in Culiacán. Uh, we don't work for anyone, which is like regular citizens fed up with what's happening in, in Sinaloa. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense, right? So what, what do you have? And they're like, you have a secure way. So we found a secure email and whatever to keep exchanging information. And then I, I started getting a lot of information against El Mayo. Mm -hmm. All the fucking information was against El Mayo. And when I asked things about, about Los Chapitos, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, know, I know what he's saying about Los Chapitos. Yeah, no, and, and that, that's true. But dude, El Mayo, man, like mm -hmm. he's the real, you know? And I was like, mm, okay. Then I sent them my map I, I had put together before of the areas of influence of Los Chapitos and Mayos and shit. And I was like, dude, but most of the busts you're, you're sending me are happening in this region that is controlled by El Mayo. Mm. And they're like, no, that's what they say, because this is actually controlled by whatever, mm -hmm. you know? So I started getting suspicious. And then they first put out, well, they first sent a letter signed by Ivan Archivaldo, the head of Los Chapitos, um, Ovidio's older brother, okay. older brother, brother. You got a let. You got an email from him. He, no, I got this message with a letter of him, right, signed by him Where? or whatever through Instagram. Through Instagram. But I, I was How like, "How wild is that?" You dude, get a DM dude, from the head of uh, yeah, dude. from Chapo's oldest son, and that was crazy. And then I was like, "I don't know if this is true, man. Like, how can I tell this is true, right?" Mm -hmm. And they're like, "No, well, I don't know. They only asked me to send you this shit." And I was like, "All right, I'm not, I'm not gonna run it." And then they send it to a uh, a Mexican TV news outlet. And they, they put it out. And I was like, guys, I mean, you sent that letter through your attorney. Why couldn't you do the same with me? I was just asking, you know, like for, so if you're, and then again, they're, 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 they told me like, we're going to send you some exclusive information also. So, so you're fine. Cause I got mad. I got pissed at them. I'm like, dude, you're talking to me trying to put my fucking name at risk. But when I say no, and I get suspicious doing my job, which is confirming the information is real, you send it out to a television and they, they, they put it out there, you know? Wow. So your name was on the, the TV? Not on the TV, but I got pissed because I was like, dude, just hold on. Like before yeah. putting it out there on TV, right. let me confirm the veracity of this because TV doesn't give a shit. They will yeah. just put it out yeah. and say they Mexican got it. Mexican television? Mexican television. Uh. They, would, they wouldn't give a shit. Um, so they're like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I hear what you're saying. So I was like, dude, if you want to really put some shit out through me, I'm going to have, I'm going to need confirmation. Mm. So stop, you know, trying to bullshit me. Then they said, no, no, we're going to send you some, some real shit. And then they sent me photos from inside a huge lab with, uh, uh, a lot of, um, uh, fentanyl pills mm. and, and the machines and everything that made a lot of more sense than these meth labs trying to be played by, you know? Well, uh, and then I was like, okay, but they, then they had these fucking cheesy stickers of a dude that looked like Mayo Zambada on every single fucking bag. And I was like, dude, if I was El Mayo, I'm not going to put my that's face crazy. on my back. That's so stupid. You're trying to fucking frame El Mayo yeah. through me. And, mm -hmm. I, and that, that's shitty. Wow. And I was like, dude, no, I, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to communicate yeah. with you anymore. So they're trying to get you to put out propaganda on their behalf. Yes. Wow. And that was crazy. And then they sent me a lot of other shit that Los Chapitos were doing right and mm -hmm. how they were helping, whatever. 
and then, well, no, yeah, I'll probably leave this out because I can't speak about it, but someone else contacted me with some other information. Can we talk about that on the Patreon? Let's, yeah. uh, let me, let me think about that. Okay. Let me, let me think about Check, it. Yeah, ch- cause, tune cause, in after yeah. this folks, patreon.com slash the connect show. We're going to be going even yeah. deeper. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, someone else sent me some other shit, but, uh, but, uh, but that's where I knew. Right. And that dude, that other dude actually, cause he's, he, he told me like, I'm this guy and I'm pretty sure he's going to be listening to these podcasts cause he listens to mm-hmm. these kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, and I asked him like, how, how, how am I going to know you are who you say you are? Mm-hmm. And he was like, how do you want to confirm it? I was like, through a, a video call. And yeah, we had a long, long video call. And I cool confirmed that that was him. And I was like, oh, shit. Because he's like real, real high up there. And I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. And we're talking. And we're talking. And, um, and um, yeah. How, and how talked, did that rap, though? Can you tell us what you guys talked about or what he wanted from you? Well. Was he trying to convince you to. He, wanted, he, so he was trying to convince me to put out some shit yeah. also, like some, some propaganda on his behalf and against another faction or his rival faction. Uh, but we ended up speaking more in honestly because I was like, dude, I don't want to put up shit. You know, I want to put up real thing. Mm-hmm. I know I fuck up sometimes. And, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up, you, you put up some fucking bullshit, man. And I was like, dude, I appreciate it. You're honestly like, if you're telling me I put up some bullshit, let me know what kind of bullshit I'm putting out. And he, yeah, he pointed to really specific stories. It's like, this is bullshit. This uh, was not true. Yeah. This was inaccurate. And I can tell you, you know, like, uh, and he started sending me information to confirm what he was saying. So I was do like, you, All right. do you think, if you wanted to, you could be on their payroll as like their journalist. Absolutely, man. Yes. Wow. Yes, absolutely, man. I mean, I have not received the open offer, but I know because probably I'm one of the few journalists that speaks both languages. Mm-hmm. Barely. I don't, I don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak perfect Spanish <laughs> or perfect you're, English. You're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're doing okay. It's been a while, but yeah, you're, you're getting back into it. So yeah, I don't, I, I speak probably like 30% English and 30% Spanish. And uh, <laughs> so, but, but I go back and forth and, and I think these guys want to have the attention of U.S. authorities mm. on their benefit yeah. and Mexican authorities on their benefit Yeah. to get to the Mexican TV news, like huge news outlets. It's uh, it's cheap, you know, it's cheap. It's cheap and easy. Yeah. I would assume. But to get someone like a person with this name attached, with I, I've been I've been doing this shit for over fifteen fucking years, right. and and been had, I have access like that no one else yeah. had done shit in Sinaloa and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think they probably they don't want to come out of me, you know, with a with a with a quantity with a figure. Yeah. Know? They don't want to come with like I'm going to pay you this. They want to come with me with information. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like, dude, I get it. And I, I'm, I'm willing to put out information as long as it's fucking real right. and it's fucking balanced. And I'm going to balance that information out. Do, they, a, do you think they have people in Mexico, journalists who exclusively run stories yeah, on I their know. behalf, propaganda to Yeah, I to know for sure sources. they, they do. I that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> what about fentanyl? I read that the fentanyl seizures have actually gone down at the port of San Ysidro in San Diego. Is the demand for fentanyl finally waning a little bit? Is it finally, with all of the hype that's been going on the last couple of years, all of the overdoses, do you think demand is actually softened a little? I don't think so. I think it's, uh, I think it's getting pushed more because of the hype, the same hype. There's a lot of non-players that want to play because mm. they, they know there's a lot of 
business to be made. Mm-hmm. If you go to my channel and watch that, which I fucking hate, and I've been saying this a lot on my fucking YouTube channel, stop <laughs> doing this shit because it blows my mind. On this video from inside one of these kitchens in Sinaloa, one of my earliest videos, it's kind of like shitty documentary. I mean, probably 60% of the comments are people trying to get a plug. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, if you have a plug, plug me in. <laughs> hey, if you want some pills, I, I got you in yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, like, it's like, fucking stop, guys. Yeah, like, sure. But it's, it's a hype. Everybody knows now that a single pill can be manufactured for, what, 50 cents? Uh-huh. A dollar? And sold easily, easily on the cheap side but for, for five bucks. So you're making a huge mm. amount of... Uh, money out of a single pill. Yeah. Well, you got to move thousands of them, but yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a huge markup. It's four yeah. times the, the markup. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah. They don't, they don't smell. They're, they're super small, you know? So, so yeah. they're not smuggling powder anymore. They, it's pretty uh, much all pills. You know, it's happening. There's also a lot of mis- misconception of how the fucking whole fentanyl thing works for the most part, probably 80% of the industry moves from China, uh, not precursors, uh, readily made fentanyl powder, pure fentanyl to Mexico. No way. So they actually make pure illegal fentanyl in China. Yeah. And they send it over to Mexico. Wow. Who's doing that? The Chinese, the Chinese uh, private companies that make precursors for cleaning. uh, Yeah. Is there any evidence that the Chinese government is involved in it? Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a lot of fucking evidence. I mean, you got to think of how China works, right? China is not an open market. They're pretty close. They're pretty Mm. much controlled by the CCP, the Chinese communist party. And everything you do is controlled by the Chinese government. Yeah. There is no fucking way because they're not on an open trade like that. Right. They're not the U.S., you know, where where you have a lot of like open trade and it's impossible to control all the shipments going out or, or coming in. China has pretty much a huge grasp on who's making money, who's banking billions of fucking U.S. dollars. They control how much money you can take out or 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 uh, send uh, overseas, right? I think the limit right now it's 50K. U.S. dollars. That's the top. These guys are getting wire transfer for fucking mil. It's there is no way. There's no way they the wouldn't CCP know. The CCP wouldn't know, right? Yeah. They're sending out huge fucking um, containers to head it to Mexico of pure fentanyl. Ready of a lot of shit, but there's a lot of pure fentanyl. Ready, ready to be pressed into ready, pills. Yeah, ready to be pressed. Wow. Now that's the that's the eighty percent. Another huge percent. Another good load is precursors. To make your own fentanyl, right. which is also happening. Well, right? But but if if eighty percent is ready made fentanyl, yeah. that's going to cut out the need for the kitchens for like yeah. those cooks out yeah. in the countryside, the yeah. hinterlands of, of Culiacan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I mean, literally, what they when and they 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 look at this. They send the readily made fentanyl. They ship the machines, right? The peel pressing machines from China. <laughs> of course. They ship the uh, the the cookers, the cooks. To show you how to fucking oh, cook course, fentanyl, right? They ship everything, man. It's it's literally a kit. You know, Chinese send you kits for everything. Mm-hmm. They even have their instructions and whatever. That's same thing with fentanyl. They'll they'll send you the whole fucking kit mm-hmm. so you can start producing your mm-hmm. own shit. Now that's like eighty percent of the market, right? There's another twenty percent that it's precursors, right? That will send you. There is a single precursor that it's not used for any other thing but to, for fentanyl. It's called four piperidone. This shit, it's only used to manufacture fentanyl. Mm-hmm. 
and they're sending shit on if and it's dude, they do, they're doing these on WhatsApp. They're doing it wow. these on Telegram groups. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I have a bunch of photos and shit on how yeah. they're doing and using crypto. Right. You know, to to deal with all what this is shit. the advantage if you're uh you know Sinaloa, CJNG, what is the advantage to uh buying precursors? Why wouldn't you just buy it ready made? Do you make better if you cook it yourself? You, I guess you make better profits. It's yeah, it's definitely cheaper, right? You know, right. I mean, they're gonna sell you the readily made fentanyl for a mm-hmm. quantity, which is actually pretty cheap as well. Yeah, but uh, but if you make your own fentanyl, you can make a lot of it with the yeah. precursors and and, and uh, yeah, get more profit out of it. Okay, tell me about Tijuana. What's going on with Tijuana? I've I've I speaking of fentanyl, you know, we were down in Culiacan. You told us fentanyl is banned. Yeah. It is only for export. If you're caught selling fentanyl within Culiacan, it's death. Yeah. There's no question. It's not yeah. even a spanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tijuana, on the other hand, is overrun with fentanyl. Yeah. I've read that Americans are now going down into TJ to get fentanyl because it's cheaper. Yeah. So tell us about the fentanyl trade in Tijuana. Uh, I saw that bodies are dropping again. Who's fighting it out for those routes? So Tijuana for several years was controlled by the Ariano Felix organization, right? These, of course. these guys. Now, for the most part, they're out. There's probably one or two from the original families, but not, they're not putting work, you know? Mm-mm. They're just like leaders and yeah, basically like a leadership, you know, figure. But uh, but for the most part are, are the uh, second or third generations that yeah. are not even Ariano Felix. They're not part of the family, but they mm-hmm. work with them at some point or something. Or a lot of gangsters that uh, appropriated the name of the Ariano Felix and they're, yeah. they're putting the name. So it's the CAF or the Cafe de Cafetera, Cartel Ariano Felix, yeah. um, which is, again, just the name of the organization, different players, uh, against uh, people from El Mayo. El Mayo Zambada is, is fighting and probably has a good stronghold of, of, of Tijuana. Those two guys want to own the place. Now, the Cafetera has something... That has some leverage with the CJNG. With Cartel Jalisco, is has break alliances with with a, with a, with the Cafetera with mm, the CAF. Mm. So that's what they're putting out a fight. Otherwise, they wouldn't even stand a chance against the people of El, of El Mayo. No. And also, what is happening currently in in Tijuana is that there is another invisible cartel that is called La Policía Municipal de Tijuana. <laughs> the cops. The cops. In other words, the police. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's an independent cartel working for their own, working as an independent cartel, and that's an invisible cartel taking people out, killing people, kidnapping people, putting their own weight, moving shit. Holy shit. These are the, and there are still cops on payroll working still for cops. the municipal police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, is it wholesale corruption or is it just certain members of the municipal police that are banded together. I think it's pretty much institutionalized. It's institutionalized. Yes, yes. Got and it. it's been happening for a while, but now they're, it's out of hands, man. What they're doing, it's so fucking out in the open. It's great. Dude, just right now, I was just reading a Twitter before going into the interview that the mayor of Tijuana, she's going to move from her the house. The mayor? The mayor. She's a, she's a, she's a woman. Can't remember, Montserrat, can't remember her last name. She's going to move from her house in Tijuana to a military base in Tijuana to live there because of the death threats she's getting just for working as a major in Tijuana. This is how crazy the things are. So tell us what the cops, uh, can you give us an example of how this, this invisible cartel operates? They literally brutal. Yeah, they're brutal. They're going to go against everyone who's not the Tijuana cartel. They're literally getting people out out of their own houses. You know, if they're, if you're a player, you're not doing anything. Probably you are a member of a cartel. You move away, whatever. They put out some intelligence. 
and they go after you uh, on your own house, even when you're not doing shit, right? You're just there watching TV. They go after you. Then boom, you're disappeared. No one will ever hear from you again. And that's happening in Tijuana. Members, uh, whether they're soldiers or managers of the cartels, just disappear. The biggest money comes from reaping or stealing the fucking drugs around because they, they do have the uniform. They, they have the batch. Yeah. So the, it's a bust. Yeah. Boom. Oh, the, yeah. the fucking Tijuana police showed up, whatever. They're just going to get uh, your shit. They're going to sell it. They're going to traffic that because they yeah. have their own clients in the US. Yeah. Right, on this side of the border. Wow. So that's, that's, that's what's happening. That's what wow. like, the Mayos against the cafeteras. And then this invisible cartel, you know, fighting over a huge business in Tijuana that it has not only had to do with, has to do with, Drugs. It also has to do with smuggling people. Sure. Let's that's, go into that. Huge. Human. Tell us about the human smuggling. What is the biggest uh, port of entry or area of entry for you know illegal migrants that are getting trafficked across? And who's making the most? Uh, compare that to drugs. Is it making more money than drugs? Uh, tell us about that because you know there's a lot in the news about the caravans. Yeah. Yeah. Go into that. For the most part. I, I couldn't say a percentage, but a, but a good part of the migrants are looking for asylum, right? They're asylum seekers. They're, they're, not, they're not people wanting to get across illegally. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean cartels or criminalizations are not banking from them. They're banking from tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to publish this story. My, my, one of my stories is going to come out tomorrow about how these fucking criminal organizations are banking on CBP1 app. This app was supposed to make safer and more orderly for asylum seekers to get an appointment, right? Just get an app, you get a phone, you get an app, wow. and you request a, a an appointment. And then you stay put in Mexico or in Colombia, whatever you mm-hmm. want to be, until someone, you know, reaches out to you and say like, okay, you have an appointment on this date. Then you have to travel to the border, go to your appointment, and probably um, be able to stay within the US until your court day comes, right? Uh, but these guys are saying, are telling people, in order for you to get internet in Mexico, you need a SIM card. Mm-hmm. And to get a SIM card, you need an ID. You don't have an ID because you're a fucking migrant. So we'll sell you black market SIM cards yeah. and a smartphone with good internet, or we can even help you out setting up this, uh, your appointment. Mm-hmm. If you are not knowledgeable of how to use a cell phone, we have contacts and we have, you know, I have a family member in the US consulate that is just going to push your, so give me 500 and I'll push your core date which is bullshit. It's a scam. It's a scam. Right? But that they're banking even from that. They're banking 500 a, a person per, per wow. head. Wow, wow. Right? To, to scam people. On top of it, they're smuggling people, mm-hmm. you know, illegally when they get fed up, when they get like turned away for the third time, right. their family members are in the US. They're like, dude, I, I mean, they allowed my wife and my kid to go in. Mm-hmm. They're not allowing me. This is right. the third time I get expelled back to Mexico. Right. Or maybe you stole $500 from them and then they come back to you and say, hey, you're broke, but we'll, we'll smuggle you across. Yeah. You know, what choice then, do you have now? Uh, yeah, exactly. And you can pay me when you get there uh-huh. or whatever. So that's, that's literally what they're doing. Then there's a lot of people being smuggled in by these guys and they're charging only to get you across, like not even putting you inside the US, right? Just to get you across. Five grand. It's five fucking five grand, grand. just to put you across. You know why? Because of the deterrence policies. The deterrence the the ter- the policies. What is that? This immigration policy is made to, to stop people from getting across. The, the wall, the surveillance, the agents. Now in, in the Rio Grande Valley area, they're going to put these balloons in the river so people can you know, jump over the, the, the water or whatever. 
this is only making money for cartels. Yeah, this they is love not, that because yeah, then they, they can charge more. Of course, there's a, like it's always hard now. They have these booyas, you know, like mm-hmm. these bayous. I can't remember the name of the fucking balls. That that are impossible to go around, but we have a way, right? Yeah. We, we find a way to go underneath or whatever. Yeah. But it's gonna cost you more mm-hmm. just to get you across. If you want to go further in, like yeah. Now are are these uh are the mega cartels involved in this? Are these more just like local gangs? It used to be local gangs, mom and pops, you, right. you know. But when the large numbers started arriving at the border, then the cartel stepped in. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's also rising a lot, the killings in border areas like Tijuana, Ciudad Juarez, mm-hmm. the, the fucking northeastern part of Mexico. Yeah, tell Tamaulipas, us about Tamaulipas. Yeah, dude, what's it, happening in Tamaulipas? Tamaulipas is like, there's a lot of shit happening in Tamaulipas, man. Like it's, for the, I can't even like, where do we start? Like Tamaulipas yeah. is- Well, tell me who, you know, the Northeast cartel uh, is probably one of the last cartels, legacy cartels yeah. that isn't controlled by either Sinaloa or the CJNG. Exactly. Am I right about that? Yeah. Those guys, the Northeast cartel and the cartel del Golfo, CDG, yeah. are basically accessions from the Zetas. Yeah. Right. But there is another group called Zetas Vieja Escuela. Mm-hmm. that are the former Zetas. Right. And they just <laughs> recently made an alliance with CJNG. So imagine the fucking Mencho with what was left by, by Los Zetas mm-hmm. fighting against another faction of the Cartel del Golfo. I'm just a bloodbath. Dude, it's fucking bad. Like bad, like really, really bad. You think that's the highest level of violence is in the Northeast right yeah, now? Yeah, man. Yes, absolutely. And what is that I mean? because it is such a, a key industrial gateway and a hum- for, for drugs, obviously, but also human smuggling? It's human smuggling. It's, uh, it's drug smuggling, of course. But also, this is one of the most wealthiest areas in Latin America in terms of natural resources. There is a, there is a large oh. basin of shale gas and, and oil right. in that area. So again, these criminal organizations don't work independently from the state. Either it be US, Mexico, or private companies, or the three of them, right? These guys are used as a tool to get rid of population so they can sell their land or abandon their land. And then they're gonna show up and explode that land. That's been happening for a while. So is that a fact? Because what you just said is implying, do you think they, there's a, a explicit agreement between the Mexican government and cartels yeah. when they want an area of land they need to basically absorb? They'll go to the cartels and say, we want this cleared. Yeah, that I mean, actually I yeah, happens. exactly. I don't, I don't think it's that easy. Like that's straight up, like just get this fucking area clear. But they start pushing weapons. They start pushing routes, you mm-hmm. know? They start closing all the routes. So, mm-hmm. so those routes are more open to drug business, to yeah. smuggling people. And they push weapons to both sides. They leave them to fight. They're like, uh, we, we, mm-hmm. we never find them. We never know when they're fighting, right? Mm-hmm. They let and that them just basically forces people. People just leave, leave. voluntarily because mm-hmm. they can't take it. There's yeah. so much fighting. Yeah. And the government... Uh, either implicitly or explicitly plans that. Yeah. Plans for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So and then who's profit, profiting from that? The oil companies get to move in absolutely. and then the politicians, yes. obviously, everybody's Same getting paid. Same shit happening in all, out like Sonora. Mm-hmm. They killed these Americans, right? And they burned alive the kids inside the suburban, whatever, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And turns out that was the place where they found the largest lithium fucking deposit in the world. Wow. And it's like, yeah, of course, man. Like those in the Chiapas, all of a sudden became, became like a huge thing. Okay. Again. I want to talk about that now. Let's, let's move into Chiapas at the very Southern tip of Mexico. I just read that it's a big proxy war going on between Sinaloa and CJNG. Yeah. Bodies are dropping. 
you know, people are, there's tons of refugees, people fleeing that area. Why is that such a contested area? I think, uh, again, like it has a component of having a lot of mining companies mm. interested in, in, in natural resources in Chiapas. There are large quantities of uh, uh, plata, of uh, silver, uh-huh. and, and other different minerals in Chiapas, right? So, I mean, coincidence? I, I don't know, man. It's very suspicious, right? It, they claim but, in the headlines that it's a human smuggling route. That's what they're yeah, they're battling. It which over. it makes sense, right? Also makes sense. I, I don't think there's only one factor that uh-huh. drives violence, right? It's different factors putting in. The dangerous part of Chiapas is that you have guerrillas like the ZLN, that is a strong, well internationally supported uh, guerrilla, the Ejército uh, Zapatista de Liberación Nacional. Mm. And also you have the first and only indigenous cartel. It's called the fucking Cartel del Chamula, Cartel Chamula, right? There is- And those are like indigenous. descendants of the Mayans. People. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're and Mayans. They're, and they're getting they're into- Chamula. Dr- they don't even speak Spanish, some of them. Like they speak like, Mayan, right? They speak right. their own fucking, yeah. Wow. And they form, not, not a guerrilla, like the Yacetalén. They form a cartel, a criminal organization called Cartel de Chamula. And they're extremely violent. And they are being supported by Los Zetas Vieja Escuela, what was left mm. of Los Zetas. So they're fighting against the Mexican military. They're fighting against the LZLN. They're fighting against the Cartel Jalisco and the, I mean, the, the yeah, the Cartel Jalisco and El Mayo Zambada's faction of the Sinaloa cartel. Holy shit. The LZLN recently came out and said, we are at the verge of a civil war that's going to begin in Chiapas because this is, this is crazy. You have mining companies abusing everyone. Mm-hmm. You have Cartel Chamula. You have the fucking CJNG. You have the fucking Sinaloas. You have the smuggling operations. And now you're going to keep pushing more migrants to be stuck in Chiapas to get rid of the migrants on the Northern border. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the new, the new jail facility in Chiapas, right? For all of them. They're going to contain all migrants in Chiapas. It's going to be a fucking mess, man. This Holy is, this is about shit. to explode in Mexico. That's like, so crazy. Cause I thought, you know, um, and maybe you were wrong about this or maybe it's just changed when I, we spoke about Chiapas and about the influence of El Mayo specifically back in November, you had said that you theorized Mayo had made an agreement with the government, uh, for him to help them stop human smuggling up from Guatemala. Yeah. So what the Mayitos were doing was actually killing human smugglers coming across the border. But that sounds like it's, uh, it's, he's lost control. I think that was kind of like the plan to do it and kind of work for a while. Mm-hmm. But now that the official uh, policy is move everyone to Chiapas to, to let them stay there while they try to make an appointment through their fucking yeah. buggy app. Yeah. That changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing is there's a, there's another cartel that it's basically they're not moving drugs. They're doing. The, they're only killing people. They're called the uh, los ratones. Oh boy. They don't. They don't have anything to do with with um with Ovidio. Um, there, there's been a lot of like news saying that oh yeah, los ratones are working with for Ovidio because his his nickname is el raton. Yeah. Whatever. No, they don't have anything to do with that. They're a single organization. Where, where are they based out of? Chiapas. Okay. They're from Chiapas. They're from Chiapas, and they're based out of Chiapas, and they get hired to put hits to what whoever's pays the best, right? They wow. are not they're not doing their own hits. Mm. You they're hire this cartel killers. to kill people, right? There's this video I recently posted on my YouTube channel uh of these guys arriving to a warehouse where 200 families are hiding from the from the gunfights between Cartel Jalisco and the Mayos. 
And my theory is that they got hired by the mining company because they are at a mining site. You know, they're hiding. Most of them are workers for the, for, for that mining site. Uh -huh. So they're hiding there. They open the warehouse and start killing people, right? Like, oh like openly, they open fire against like the whole fucking families. Mm -hmm. They're trying to displace them. Once they, the families left their territories, they, they stopped. They're like, okay, so we're good. The violence stopped. Wow. They're trying to displace fucking wow. people from, from these areas. Man. And that, that totally makes sense. I mean, it doesn't take much imagination. Even a guy like me, who's not a, like a conspiracy theorist could see, you know, executives from a mining company meeting with, you know, these guys, Los Ratones. Yeah. And I mean, look, crazier things have happened in Mexico yeah. every when, day. When, when I was in Sonora trying to investigate what happened to this family and, and shit, one of the bad guys for the Sinaloa cartel introduced me to the chief of police of this small town in Sonora, right? Because of course, they're friends. Of course. They work together. And then this guy, we're, we're uh, doing a lot of blow and shit. <laughs> so they get their mouth very loose. Yeah. And he was telling me how the- uh, You should write that off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the year <laughs> on your taxes. <laughs> so this guy was telling me how these mining company, uh, the, the mother company of this mining company explore, exploring the lithium deposit there is Chinese. Oh, right? of course. course. It's Chinese. And they hired, well, they, they talked to this guy head of police of this very small town. So like, Hey man, can you help us secure this area? And I was like, did they know that you work with us in local hotel? Like they're of course, of course that that's where they called me. They, they're not, they yeah. don't want me or my corporation. Right. We're like five fucking police officers yeah. around here. How much security can we give to this company? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They wanted to go through me right. to talk to the cartel. So it's plausible so, deniability. You have a buffer. So you yeah. have your Chinese mining company, you go to the cops. So it goes mining. It goes. You have China. And yeah. then you have the, the mother company and yeah. then you have the subsidiary subsidiary in Mexico, which is Mexican, uh -huh. yeah. Mexican. And then they talk to the chief of police, mm -hmm. the official, sure. right? Hey, we need protection because we need someone to take care yeah. of these land, right? There is no other cartel fighting that land. So <laughs> yeah. why will they need protection for sure. it, right? They just wanted to get rid of people because people yeah. started complaining about they contaminated their only river they right. have there. Of course. Of, uh, they're trying to buy their land for very cheap and yeah. shit. And all of a sudden, fucking violence spike in that yeah. fucking small town, yeah. right? And then everybody and leaves. And now they're and like, okay, here, just take it. Whatever you want to pay. Yeah. 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 Or, or wow. not even like just you. Or you abandon it. You go away with your family, never come back. Mm -hmm. And what happened with your land? You don't know. You don't want to know. You're yeah. too scared to go back. And, wow. You know? So yeah. Uh, let's talk about cocaine for a sec. What, yeah. why is the price of a kilo gone down? Why did I read in uh, McAllen, Texas, right across from Nuevo Laredo? Sí. Why, why is a key only $14,000? Dude, it, it's at its lowest in the history, dude. Why? Is, is that because cheap. demand has gone down in the US? There was an overproduction in, 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 in Colombia. Right. When the, when the pandemic hit, well, that's, that's at least what I've heard, right? I, I could probably be wrong. There could be probably other factors, but this is what I've learned from people in Colombia and people in the US that are obviously doing business or, or in the same business of cocaine. This guy in Oregon, sent me a, a photo sitting on a lot of fucking bricks. And he told me like, I'm literally sitting on coking bricks because they won't sell or they will sell super slow because mm. it's super cheap. Mm. And what, what, ha, what, when I talk to people in Colombia, in places where they produce coca leaves and they also uh, make cocaine, what they told me was that during the pandemic, 
the coking production went so low that they almost get out of coking, right? They almost get like, oh shit, it almost stopped this business. And mm -hmm. that's bad, not only for smugglers, that's bad for people like uh, farmers, right? Mm -hmm. Campesinos, los raspachines mm -hmm. that are cutting the fucking leaves of, of coca. And that's yeah. that's that's uh, the way of, of living, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so what they did is like, okay, when they heard rumors that two years later, 2022, it's going to be another pandemic. Everything's going to be shot again. So we need to produce a lot of fucking cocaine so we don't face the same situation that we faced during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So they overproduced a lot of fucking cocaine and now they started to drop the fucking prices because right. there, there's a lot of cocaine in Colombia and in the US that it's just not selling. Do you think it's, uh, have the cartels turned their back on it or they're just doing it, but it's not their main business? No, I think it's still good business. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a, a, a market situation, right? Of uh, like a, a, every other product. And mm -hmm. it's uh, the uh, offer and demand. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of fucking offer. Do you think that fentanyl overdoses have turned people off? You, like, has there been any, I'm trying to figure out if there's been any uh, decrease in the demand of cocaine because it has been, fentanyl is tarnished, truly. I, I, yeah. It was a joke that I used to make, but like fentanyl's like kind of ruined the cocaine yeah. brand in the US. Is that really statistically true though? Or No, yeah, go, go to the database. I can't remember the name, but if you if you look for like test my drugs or whatever, there is a database, a dot org, where users will get, I don't know, all over the US will get whatever drugs they're getting, right? From oxys to cocaine, mm -hmm. heroin, whatever, mm -hmm. weed, and they will get testing kits. They will test their drugs and post the results on this database. Mm -hmm. When you see the fucking results, you'll, you'll see that drugs are not what they say they are anymore for a good while. Like nothing, it's nothing of the real drugs. It's on the real drugs, right? Mm -hmm. When you're getting oxy, you're not getting oxy, you're fentanyl. Even when you're getting fentanyl, you're not getting fentanyl. Oh, Jesus. You're getting Knock a lot. Knock fentanyl? Yeah. I just want the pure shit. Dude, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other shit mixed and then like 10% fentanyl and shit. Coking, it's a lot of different shit. It's a lot of scenes, right? A lot uh, of what? Scenes. Zines. It's kind of like that's the ending of a of a chem 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 chemical. Uh-huh. Uh, Zilazine, nitazine. Who's cutting it? I think drug dealers in the US, people who were not players, that just, they just want to go in for the hype. Mm -hmm. Again, if coking is super cheap, let's say you were not a player and you're like, ah, I wish I, I did some money on my, on the, on the side. Right. But now you can afford a fucking kilo cause it's fucking 14 K thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. It's super cheap. Yeah. So you can afford now one or two and try to sell it, try to pop it. But, but you want to, if you have not been in this business, you're 20 years old, 18 years old, you're going to cut it with shit. With whatever you can find, right? And you can put out like a lot of not like us shit. here at the connect. Our shit is pure, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that scale pretty fucking empty. Yeah, like, exactly. There's nothing on that scale. So when you go down, tell me why. I mean, this is a, the maybe the craziest story nobody's talking about in this world. Tell us about the border of Colombia and Ecuador, and and the the way that Sinaloa and the CJNG have gotten involved. Ecuador, like. Like other places, it's just Ecuador recently popped up because I guess us, media, has just recently paid attention right. and, and, and got right. ourselves a hand to go to Ecuador and report there and shit. Yeah. But this is happening also in Costa Rica. Costa Rica used to be a fucking paradise, man. And now right. it's a route and, it's, and violence is spiking up like right. crazy. Right. It, it, that's that same thing's happening in Ecuador. Now, in Ecuador, it's pretty 
funny, like quote unquote, because probably not funny. But there, there are gangs called Los, Los Tiguerones. Well, mm -hmm. they're different gangs. Yeah. But now they're using the brands, right? Right. Now they are using even the, even if they're not Cartel Jalisco Nueva Generación, they're using some shit like Tigres Jalisco Nueva Generación, uh -huh. some stuff like that. Right. Or Sinaloa Cartel and Mayos and shit. They're gangs controlled heavily by the money sent by Mexican drug cartels, right? Right. Because I, but I've I've read that the Mexican cartels, the big ones, right, the two the mm -hmm. two uh, monopolies, Sinaloa and Jalisco, are actually funding coca grows yeah. in southern Colombia, yeah. and then you know hiring out the work to uh, Colombians who are then shipping the bricks off to Ecuador and which get then get sent off to Europe and Europe, the rest exactly. of the world. Exactly. Cuz this is the thing. The US also became too hot of a spot, right? To sell drugs and shit yeah. and it's probably overflowed it. Yeah. Now they're finding Europe. The thing is and and again, when we talk about analysis, most of the time it's a guess. Yeah. Kind of an informed guess, but this is what I think it's happening. Europe is now the new market. In Europe it's going to be in Europe it's going to be a huge war not by the, or to small cartels, but by global cartels, right? Like cartel Albanians, right. Italians, and South Americans are gonna try to step up again. Mm -hmm. uh, it, so Europe is gonna be Mexico all over again. Wow. It's gonna be like, okay, so let's do it in Europe. And we don't need the Mexicans, right? To move shit. Now the Mexicans wants to control South America. And that's the heavy fighting there. Who's gonna control Ecuador? Who's gonna control the new route to Europe? Who's gonna control new routes so we can stop using Colombia and Panama mm -hmm. and all this shit all, all the way up to Mexico, right? Right. Let's go to the US as well. Let's go to Europe, but using Ecuador as a proxy, using Costa Rica right. you know, as proxies. See, it's, it really is like a, it's, it's like a political proxy. I just find it so fascinating that Mexican drug traffickers are actually working in Colombia and Colombians in their own country are working for them. Yeah, yeah. Like I read this article, it said the Ecuadorians and the Colombians were so happy because the Mexicans ordered, you know, two tons this year. Yeah. So everybody can eat. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. But, but also more than that, I think it's more obscure than that because then you have these organizations still from Medellin or, you know, mm -hmm. different places in, in Ecuador. Este, and what's going to happen is that these, these Mexicans are going to keep putting money and money and money funding these organizations until they say like, we're not, you know what? We're big enough. We have enough money to put ourselves our own fucking organizations. Fuck the Mexicans. Let's yeah. take over Europe yeah. and go straight to Europe and make links with Antwerp and with these different ports, Spain, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. different ports in Europe. So they're going to get, they're going to go to war. Eventually the gangs that are working for the Mexicans in Southern Colombia, Northern Ecuador, they're going to go to war and kick the Mexicans out. Exactly. And then, uh -huh. and then Europe also is putting its own kitchens. It's synthesizing uh, cocaine in, in Europe. Really? So That's yeah, the, the, this, this, this war about the, the drug wars or the drug, the war between cartels or organizations is going to become more global, right? right. It's a, a lot of people's going to try to put weight in. So people are going to go to war in Spain, the way they make war in Mexico? How I is that possible? So. I think so, man. I mean, I, and it's already happening. If you go to different places in Spain, you'll hear about like these, these wars going mm -hmm. on in, in, in Spain. The whole cartel of Sinaloa, and suspiciously enough, uh, all of the former presidents of Mexico are now exiled in Spain. They are out putting money into Spain. 
President Calderón, who put the army out, yeah. who started the war, started on, the war drugs. on drugs, right. he's, he's in Spain. President Peña Nieto, his successor, is living in Spain. The top guys for the Sinaloa cartel, the real families, yeah. are living in Spain. No way. They just recently busted this huge warehouse with Lambos, Rolls Royce, huge properties, to these five Sinaloans who arrived into Madrid, right? Right. Out of, from Culiacán. Wow. They re, they, there's a, may, a meme, but I think that meme tells a lot more than, than just a joke of this pickup truck in Spain, in the streets of Madrid, with plates of Culiacán. <laughs> and it's a fucking Holy pickup truck shit. with plates of Culiacán in Spain. Wow. That's, dude, it's moving. Everything is moving So Culiacán really is global. Culiacan is a glo dude. Culiacan is the most global city in the world. If you you think about yeah. like a global city, yeah. a, a huge, a, a literally metropoly. I think that's Culiacan, man. It's and it's a farm town. Like yeah. it's a tiny little, cute little town. Yeah. Why? Why is uh, no? First of all, nobody is talking about that. Nobody's talking about the the Mexican presidents exiled with drug lords. Yeah. In Spain. Spain. Nobody's talking about that. No, because no one wants to, especially on moments like these, we're going to have elections in the future, right? In both countries. We're going to have elections in the U.S. We're going to have elections in Mexico. No one wants to talk about these fucking former presidents who also work with U.S. presidents, with U.S. authorities and shit, now being in Spain. At mm -hmm. the same time, the fucking Sinaloa cartel is moving to Spain. Right. You know, it's and, moving and, money. And again, and again, it's because it's so hard to wrap my head around. The... Drug lords of Sinaloa in Spain are just drug traffickers who, uh, how do they include the old guys? How do they include Mayo in it, right? Does Mayo, is Mayo getting a piece of these international operations that Probably, extend way beyond his territory? Probably in a different way, because I think what they're moving is money, right? They're moving money and they're experimenting with... Again, I think what where this is moving, where criminal organizations are moving, they're moving towards becoming global criminal organizations and stop being a brand, stop being Sinaloa cartel based out of Sinaloa, mm -hmm. stop being cartel Jalisco based out of Michoacán or Jalisco. They're going to become like global institution, criminal institutions, right? Because this is what they're doing. There's a lot of movements at the same time. The Albanians are moving into Ecuador yeah. and into Colombia. They've been there forever, but now they're trying to be the main guys in Europe. The Europeans themselves, Spaniards, Italians, mm -hmm. they're trying to set up business right there. You know, like synthesize different drugs, meth and cocaine within, uh, within Europe. Mm -hmm. Then the Mexicans are trying to earn the business as they earn in Mexico or Latin America, but also globally, right? They want to earn the exclusive uh, contacts in China, but they mm -hmm. also want to put hands on uh, the Europe business, but they're also trying to move out of, of, of Colombia move into Ecuador and Costa Rica, but at the same time, they're moving the kitchens. And also, this is another story coming out tomorrow by yours truly, exclusive shit. Sinaloa is moving its kitchens, fentanyl kitchens, to Colombia. Stop it. To Bogota. To, I, I have photos of these specific uh, luxury apartments in Bogota where they're setting up business. Why would they be doing that? Because they're getting too much heat in Mexico. So, not, so they're not, you know what? Fuck it, man. Let's go to Colombia to make fentanyl but in I, Colombia. I, I, how is that possible? Because isn't the state seemingly stronger in Colombia? I thought the Mexican state was completely in bed with the drug traffickers. So dude, why? That dude fucking broke the whole shit in Colombia, man. That since, since ever since St. Pablo Escobar, that's been a fucking narco state forever. It's uh, it's not stronger. It just seems stronger because they have this U.S. military base in Colombia right. putting money, right? 
But dude, it's it's it, the state in Colombia. It's absolutely weak, man. But it's, but the but I've read that uh, the the criminal organizations in Colombia, you know, from the street gangs, La Oficina and Medellin, to uh, the drug traffickers in the south. I've read that they're negotiating truces right now with the Colombian yeah. government. Yeah, exactly. They, they're, they're, what they're negotiating, it's, it's a peace agreement, right? The, the, the cease of fire, yeah. specifically the guerrillas working with. It's, it's kind of hard to say what is a guerrilla right now in Colombia mm -hmm. and what is a fucking drug cartel. Because you have the, the Clan del Golfo, right? Yeah. In Clan del Golfo, they want to call themselves AGC, Autodefensa, yeah. blah, 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 de Colombia, right? Yeah. Gaitanistas de Colombia, auto de, like self-defense group. Yeah. Bullshit. That's a clan del Golfo. That's a fucking cartel, the biggest allies uh, allies of the Sinaloa cartel, mm -hmm. right? That's what's happening in Colombia. It's all fake. It's all FSA. It's all like, yeah, no, we're negotiating peace and whatever. That's fucking bullshit. They're not negotiating shit. The thing is, Colombia, it's a proxy by the Mexicans. It's, it's owned now by the fucking Mexican criminal organizations, which is Cartel Calisco and the Sinaloa cartel. They're the biggest ones right there, man. Like they're, they're they really own running Colombia. They own fucking Colombia. That was, I mean, and, and the clan del Golfo is at their mercy because yeah, they don't they, need to take the keys. No. And also because they lost power. They extradited. Their guy uh, got locked up. Otto, Otonio got, Otoniel, yeah, he yeah. got locked up. On one trip I did to Colombia, again, I have this luck, good luck or bad luck. I don't know. A week <laughs> before Otoniel got extradited, I was literally in the same place where he was. And we cross paths on a motorcycle. Oh my! I could see my fucking guide in guide in Colombia working for him, flinched, and I was like, "What? What? What? What?" And he's like, "Calle ese parcero, calle ese parcero, espéreme, ve." It's like keep quiet. And he kept looking on his uh, on his mirror, right, to see if everything was good. Then we got stopped by another checkpoint, whatever. We got out, and he was like sweating. It was this huge black man, and he was like sweating, sweating. We were we were in um. In, uh, in El Chocó, in, uh, in La Selva del Chocó, right before entering the Darien Gap. We're doing a story about the uh, migrants in the Darien Gap, not even about like drug trafficking. The Darien Gap is the that that big wild region yeah. that separates uh, Panama Colombia from Colombia. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And it's, a, it's the major route for uh, for migrants. Migrant smuggling. Yeah, oh, okay, exactly. gotcha. And we're doing that story. And then I asked this guy, and he told one of the, these other guys, so I was like, era el patrón. And I was like, who is El Patron? And no one wanted to say who, who that was. Uh, then another kid, uh, we, we of course paid, their, paid them for their time or whatever. It's like, yeah, thank you for the ride or whatever, for the access, great access, we're, we're taking off. And then one of those guys said like, no, I said El Patron, cuidado. And I was like, is everything good? Like, and he was like, if everything wasn't good, we were now be, you know, already chopped in pieces, dude, because that yeah. guy is hyper-violent. And I'm like, who that is? He's like, Otoniel, El, El, El Patron. And then, I flew from there to Miami and then to El Paso. Mm -hmm. A week later, he got arrested, like wow. right there in that wow. in that region, in that same little regional Choco. <sighs> and I was like, "Fuck, I, man!" And why did he go down? If it's a narco state in Colombia, why why didn't Otoniel get away like Mayo? I think again because he became too flashy, too well known. He wasn't really serving any use, and probably the Mexicans were like, "Fuck it, man, we can deliver him." You know, like we do can. Do you think the Mexican? Yeah, do probably. You think, it's. Do you it's, think Mayo's giving up? This is Mayo yeah. giving up Otoniel. I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying it was Mayo, but it was definitely a Mexican organization. But, but hang on, do they have that kind of intelligence on the ground in Colombia? The Mexicans? Yeah. Dude, they they are the ones setting up the fucking uh, narco submarines, you know? Like, they, they are the really? ones putting so the all ones that fucking own shit. The, yeah. So they're the ones that are putting their investment capital behind... 
But I, that that's cartel work. That's just, if I'm a drug, if I'm just a drug trafficker from Sinaloa, I'm a money guy. Mm-hmm. I don't have the foot soldiers on the ground. Yeah, that it takes, that you, takes, that's a cartel move. Cause, that's cause, military move. If you have the money, you own the people. Yeah. Let's say Otoniel is paying a lot of his men. Well, probably the fucking Mexicans are, are, have enough money to bribe the national police. Yeah. Right. They're like, yeah, you can have a thousand fucking men, but we own the fucking national police. So we're going to go after you, man. Right. And, and they just have, be, they have more money because they have more drugs. Yeah. And yeah. now the price of Coke's so low, it's it's weakened mm-hmm. Colombian groups even more. Yeah, exactly. Which is, exactly. which is what the Mexicans are exploiting even more. Yeah. yeah. That's why the Sinaloans, specifically the Chapitos, felt so confident to move their fucking fentanyl kitchens to Bogota. Wow. And they, they, these two men were just arrested in, in Colombia. Very, no one really reported about them. No one really wrote, wrote about it. And they were like, they were... The, the U.S. government was offering a million for, for each one of them, those two guys. And they were arrested in Colombia because their order was like by Los Chapitos, like go and oversee the world fucking operations wow. of fentanyl. That was the third time they were in Colombia this year. So, I mean, that's a scoop. Go. Yeah, that's why yeah, you got to check yeah, out yeah, Luis's yeah. channel. That's a scoop. Like yeah. I, I've, and I've, I, I'm all in the algorithm. I read about all these busts. Never heard about any fentanyl busts mm-hmm. in Colombia. So does that mean fentanyl is going to now make its way down into the population? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not getting into the drug stream in Colombia. It's uh, it, there is like traces, but nothing alarming. You know, there's traces on Tusi and Tusi. Yeah. Tusi. yeah. There's, there's been found Tusi's traces. Tusi's the pink cocaine. The pink cocaine. Yeah. Okay. Tusi D. But, but uh, nothing huge. Not, it's don't not you think selling. local gangs are going to try to buy it wholesale and try to distribute it out it's, as a marketplace? It's kind of hard. You know what the, what the Chapitas are trying to do? And that's all on my, on my story. Um, I'm saying I keep saying tomorrow. It's probably, this is not coming tomorrow. It's not coming today, right? No. Anyways, no. Well, next week. Uh, yeah, next week. Next, it came out this week. Yeah, yeah <laughs> last there we week. Go. It happened. It was a great article. Yeah, I read yeah. It. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so this is what's what's happening. Like I think what they're trying to do is like set up kitchens down there first, because Sinaloa now is it's getting a lot of heat in Mexico for the fucking fentanyl mm-hmm. crisis in the U.S. But also because where they're getting fentanyl now in Colombia is not from the Chinese. They're not using the product imported from the Chinese. They're uh, using uh, legal fentanyl from pharmacies and hospitals. The, the bus the Colombian authorities did on this lab, they, found, they didn't found this white powder fentanyl. They found the, um, it's called, in Spanish called ampolletas, the, the little flasks of fentanyl. Okay. Right? Of legal fentanyl, which is where you and, and they and they got it in the capsules that were like they yeah. bought it from a lab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they're literally corrupting hospitals and small yeah. pharmacies to mm-hmm. get get a new stream of legal legal fentanyl without having all to explore uh-huh. all the fucking way. Can they get it wholesale in quantities big enough? They though, like found that? a shit ton of those fucking really? capsules. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And then that how so say I bought. 10,000 capsules from, from a corrupt person at the, at the hospital. Do, is that then broken down into kilos and shipped off or how, how do they? No, I think they're, I, I don't know exactly how they do this, but they synthesize the whole shit. So it gets again, cause I think that fentanyl is in liquid form. Mm. I don't know how they synthesize this shit into powder and then they press the pills and then. Off and then goes. how, what's the smuggling route? Mexico again, like yeah. all this shit, it's like coming from, from, uh, Colombia yeah. already made and whatever. And then the whole product. So like, are they going to put it on submarines? Like they put cocaine? I don't know, man. That's the, that's, wow. I, I mean, it stands to reason. That's how you get the most out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brian, go ahead. 
Wouldn't moving production to South America explain why there's so much heat on the southern border now? Is what Brian asked. I mean, it, it will. It could make sense. I think it's a lot of factors, like it, like again, immigration and a lot of like different shit happening mm-hmm. in the southern Mexican border. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, that could probably easily be it. Out now again, if you read the indictment again, Los Chapitos, mm-hmm. there was this key woman, right? This very key woman, because she was the one, the contact between Los Chapitos and the Chinese companies. She was a businesswoman flagged, kind of like hidden in the indictment, but she was from Guatemala, right uh, at the border yeah. with Chiapas, right? And if this is a key player between the Chinese and the Chapitos and the fentanyl and whatever, and she was living in Guatemala, that, that explains a lot. So, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. The world's getting extremely complicated. And it changes by the second, man. Like it literally, yeah. I, need, I mean, I need to be putting out these fucking stories every other day because yeah. they keep changing and new yeah. movements and stuff and kind of like be reading forward. Like right. this is where this is going to move, you know? Dude, what is the future of Mexico, I guess? What a huge loaded question. Um, you know, there's been speculation that America is going to rely less and less on Chinese made manufacturing in the future. And a lot's going to be shipped to Mexico Mm -hmm. legal products, right? But you can't trust the Chinese obviously for shit. So let's move it to (laughs) Mexico that you guys have the labor force, you have the population and uh, it might be a little more expensive to produce. Uh, If, if there's a, there's a, a rise in living standards in Mexico because of if it becomes the new production hub, for, for America, mm-hmm. will that, uh, take out, will that weaken the power of criminal organizations? Will it force the state to become more legit because they have more legit money? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Like, well, this is what, what I think is happening. What we care about Latin America and China is because it impacts us in the U S right. It impacts our economy. It impacts our security, it impacts our borders and all that shit. And at the end, it is economics and politics. Uh, like that's really what we're talking about when we talk about cartels and China and, and legal products as well. The U.S. has been forgetting Latin America. We're neighbors, but they're not putting not even the half of the money of investment that China is putting in Latin America. And I think that's a flaw by the U.S. Right. I think that's where they're fucking this shit up, right? Because they're like, dude, put money on your fucking neighbors. Because like legal investment, legal, legal yeah. investment. China is building schools, bridges, telecommunications. They're just recently gonna set up a telecommunication operation, whatever, in Cuba, that it's literally gonna be used to spy upon the U.S. through Miami oh, and shit. Wow. Want, there's one of the biggest in Florida. There's one of the biggest military bases right there. You know, they're doing that in Africa too. They're building huge highways yeah. and and infrastructure in Africa, and they're trying to build one from China to the exactly. Middle East. And yeah. whose flaw, whose fault is that? It's it's the U.S. I, I think the U.S. is yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to get too political, but yeah. yes, it makes sense. Again, I'm I I'm not I'm not coming from one side of the or yeah. the other. I'm not lefty or righty or mm-hmm. whatever. And proof of that is that I write for Vice News, but yeah. I also write for Fox News. I, yeah. I wrote for I write for for both. And the thing is, I see that Biden is so busy putting his hat. In the U.S., trying to do something for, for the U.S. I'm pretty sure that he's trying to do something good. Yeah. But just fucking it up because he's not mm-hmm. opening his head and s- looking at the strategic, strategic place that Latin America has, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not putting investment in Latin America. Not enough. Not, not as China is putting in Latin mm-hmm. America. They're building everything. They're best friends with the uh, dictatorships around Latin America like mm-hmm. Nicaragua and Venezuela. They're becoming so China's in with those guys. Yeah. And wow. they're opening like a lot of business when, 
when the uh, the U.S. and Canada didn't want to renegotiate the NAFTA agreement, Mexico turned his head and looked into China to have better relationship with them. So like, so oh. Mexico wants NAFTA. Oh yeah, Mexico is like super. This administration is super close with China. This administration goes really well with China, man. And and they're putting more and more investment and more routes to do exchange mm -hmm. between Mexican mm -hmm. and, and, and China mm -hmm. businessmen, right? Leaving the US out. And again, I don't want it to get too political, but I think Trump was kind of like, better at it you know he, he was for the, sure when know. it came to international deal yeah. making and and as a u.s interest he was now he ran it kind of like a business exactly um is mexico more fucked up than it's ever been <laughs> i pretty much think so sadly man do yeah. you think so yeah man yes look look at what's happening weirdly enough this is happening in mexico and again i still i i still don't understand because I, I probably i'm not a genius or far from it so i don't understand what's happening but the, the tourism is going down because of the violence. Violence has been affecting so much, much Mexico in every single What are the, way. yeah, tell us about that because, uh, yeah, I always think, oh, maybe that's just a scare. We know Dude, Acapulco's in the shitter. Yeah, that's a no-go zone. Tell us about the other areas that have been affected. This is what is dangerous about Mexico because it's an undeclared war. It's still safe and not to go at the same time. The answer yeah. is both. I don't want to fuck up my country and say like, no, don't go to Mexico. I'm saying go to Mexico. Don't fuck it up. Right. Oaxaca, este, Tulum, Cancun, Acapulco, Mazatlán. All those places are absolutely run, not by the Mexican mafias, but by the international organizations, the Albanians, the Italians, the Romanians, the Mexicans, the, uh, really? the uh, yeah, the uh, Vietnamese mafia in, in, in Canada, all of those guys, have a lot of fucking money and a they lot have of money operations. in those, uh, the in hotels. Those resorts, yes. No shit. In resorts, in street drug selling, in arms trafficking. Hold in on. How does the Vietnamese Canadian mafia have a hand in street in drug yeah, sales? Dude, they, they do. How, how do they enforce that? I have no fucking clue, man. I, I, but they do. They, they recent, not recently last year in November, October, they killed these two Canadian, no, uh, Vietnamese tourists. Turns out they were one of the biggest, strong guys from the Vietnamese mafia from Canada. Uh, so the Mexicans didn't like that. They probably fucked up like yeah. everybody else. Now they got, they captured also this guy called uh, the shark, El Tiburon, the leader of the Romanian mafia in Cancun. Uh, so the hotels mostly widely for like 90% of the hotels in Cancun and Tulum and that fucking area, mm. Playa del Carmen is uh, Italian mafia money. Yeah. So, so you have all these different players that if you get in the middle of it, you're going to get popped. You know, you're going to get shit. Mm. If you are a regular tourist, minding your own fucking business, having fun with your family, with your friends, whatever, you're, you're good. You're probably good. You, mm. you, need to, you need to be aware of certain things, right? Like if, if this super hot girl all of a sudden invites you a drink yeah. and she invites her friends over and whatever. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. I mean, if you're a, a fat, ugly, you know, Come guy. On, you like, know dude, better, man. Yeah, yeah, you know better that you're gonna get fucked, right? If someone tries to rip you up with the money of the, of your of your um, check on the restaurant, you're like, dude, I didn't just fucking pay, man. Yeah, just don't get it. into shit. That's how it works. <sighs> well, who cares about the tourists though? Yeah. I'm thinking of well, but I, I guess tourism. If tourism's going down, that's not good for Mexico. At the same time, this is the weird thing: the peso is that it's strongest. That means there is a lot of investment into Mexico. Right. I, why I have no probably because. The investment feels that even though Mexico is hyper violent right now, yeah. 
it's very st stable in, in political terms. Like yeah. the same party that is ruling right now, it's going to rule for the next six years. That's mm. pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So they're like, yeah, we're seeing some certainty in Mexico. Let's keep putting money into Mexico or something like that. I really don't understand, but I do know that Fox are Mexico has never been that violent. And, and this stable and economically in terms economically, of like the, the, yeah, the, the, the institution. Really yeah. So it's almost like the corruption is too big to fail. Yes, exactly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's I too think, big yeah. to fail. Yeah, yeah. 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 And everybody on the street just gets killed. Yeah. Uh, may, do you see it, how it ends? Do you see, do you see it? You spoke about like a reckoning, like Mexico, like has to, to, hit its bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Mexico has to recognize we have a problem because if you keep denying it, like the U S how are you going to address the fentanyl crisis? They're first recognizing there is a fucking crisis. Now they don't want to recognize that this happened because of the U S policies, right? Mm. Towards the, right. Everyone is like putting out rest, uh, the, um, prescriptions like yeah. that. And, and you have a crisis. But, but it is Mexico in crisis though. If the peso yeah, is stronger than ever, then the, the, like, the peso is good, but like, the violence, dude, they're killing everyone. They're killing Americans. They're killing tourists. They're mm. killing Mexicans. They're killing journalists. They're mm. killing teachers, priests. Mm -hmm. the, the, these Mexican fucking criminal organizations are more powerful than ever. They have the most money than before. The, the weapons keep flowing mm -hmm. in large amounts into Mexico. And do you think there's less control by old legacy cartels and that's why there's everybody's competing. I think there is a biggest chunk of the business than before. I think before probably the Mexican state owned what, like 70% of the, of the cake mm -hmm. and now they own 20. So the rest is up for business, right? The, the rest of the fucking chunk, it's, it's like, okay, so who's going to own it? And everyone, everyone wants a piece of that shit. From the politicians to, to the military, exactly. to the cops, yeah. all the way down yeah. to the criminals. Yeah. Wow. Um, geez. Well, let's save some of this for the Patreon. Brian, do you have anything? I mean, this is incredible. I, I, I don't know. I'm speechless, especially about the Colombia stuff. I, yeah. I Colombia, Ecuador and the fentanyl moving down there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the only solution is people stop taking drugs. The only solution is like the people rec to recognize that there is not, there is not going to be a way to stop the flow of drugs, the no. use of drugs. It's just like fucking find a way to decriminalize. Everything. Do you think uh, declaring them terrorist organizations, like that's a big Republican like speaking point is we want to declare uh, Mexican cartels, terrorist organizations. Will that have an impact at all? No, I mean, I know, I know for a fact that people like Crenshaw or people like Abbott are not dumb enough, right? They're, they're, in, they're, they're intelligent people. Mm -hmm. So I know that they know what they're talking about. They're, if, if they really want to declare criminal organizations, uh, terrorist organizations, they're going to shoot on their own feet, you know, because they're, they're now going to have to open the border to all of the Mexicans saying, well, I'm running from a terrorist state oh, and, and, for, and I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, requesting political asylum and I have all the means. Right yeah. now, you're gonna have to take us, yeah. all of our fucking Mexicans. Right. Oh you know? God, of course. And they now don't want they're that. pushing close the borders, but at the same time, declare them terrorists. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's just a it's just a political stunt. It's just know? a political yeah. stunt yeah. for yeah, sure. Cause, cause, so you yeah. don't see like the like these crazy ideas about like the milit um, United States military actually doing incursions into Mexico. No, no, that's not gonna happen, man. Because Mexico would never allow that. And and again, it's not beneficial neither for the U.S. It's it's gonna create a a, a rough relationship with a, yeah. with its first business partner and, and you know, like it's neighbor. Hey, I got a question real quick before we get out of here. It, you're, you, I want to buy a house in 
Puerto Vallarta. I think that's like one of the future of tourism. I think it's a low violence. Yeah. It's one of those beautiful places. You have beach and then you have jungle over here. Mm -hmm. One of the most unique. And I think Jalisco has a stranglehold on that. So yeah. there's really no violence, right? The gays are moving in. <laughs> I want to buy a house. I can't own property as a foreigner, mm -hmm. right? How are these criminal organizations from Albania, from Romania, from Canada, how are they buying a piece of these uh, tourist hotels if they're foreign, if they're foreign? Are they going, are they joint venturing with Mexicans? The, they all weigh like mafias uh, have been operating forever, man, by family, family members. You get married to a Mexican woman, oh, of you, course. Get, Boom. you get, you have sons, you have, yeah. you have family yeah. members. Yeah. Right. So then they almost become a blend of Mexican. Everybody kind of eventually assimilates into the Mexican organizations. Yeah. If you're there long yeah. enough. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. If you're, uh, if you're from Romanian, like this guy, uh, Florian Tudor, the shark, Romanian mafia leader, mm -hmm. and he had a lot of family in, in, in Mexico. Yeah. So yeah, uh, all of these properties and shit were uh, yeah. his family's names. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Luis, plug yourself, baby. We are, you already know though. We plug you all the time. Uh, follow me on Instagram on at Luis Kuriakis. It's, it's kind of hard to, to tell. Uh, can we put up banners? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. And it'll be yeah. in the description too. And, and, and my and YouTube the, channel is at Luis Chaparro, single P double R. Cause I always get the double P single R Luis Chaparro. He's very Googleable though too. So just look him up yeah. and you'll, and you'll find his channel and you'll find, you know, links to all of his articles and everything like that. Uh, and then come over, check us out on the Patreon. We're going to hang out there uh, for a few more, you know, a few more questions and stuff like that. Patreon.com slash the connect show. My man. So happy to have you out here, dude. We were just giddy me and Brian. So thank you for you know coming out to see us in LA. Thanks for the invite guys. You got it, man. All right, guys, take care. Yeah.